0: Hello and welcome to The uh, Driving Mall Show. Hi, I'm Paul. I'll be your host here on New Zealand Sport Radio this evening. Don't forget that you can listen to us um, as a podcaster, such as New Zealand Sport Radio, on your favourite podcatcher, um, as well as uh, watching the show live at 8pm on Mondays, uh, either on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, um, or Twitter account at Driving Mall, which is also the place to join me during games Um, to have a chat as well. And the title of um, this um, weekend's games is quite clearly painting the cards red. I think that's what I call it. Something like that anyway. Because yes, we had four red cards in the uh, first four games um, this uh, uh, weekend. Uh, And then um, unfortunately didn't get the fifth red card in the uh, fifth game, um, which um, I was at. So I was at Um, A uh, couple of games, I think, was it two or one game? One game this weekend, sorry. Um, I was up at uh, Eden Park for um, the uh, Blues versus Moana Pacifica, um, backing up um, from being at uh, Mount Smart Stadium on Tuesday night for um, the uh, Blues, uh, sorry, for Moana Pacifica, hosting the uh, Blues there in that one. Um, Other stuff we'll have a quick chat about. Um, There's been the Women's Six Nations on over the weekend. Um, The News from the Haguarez. Um, out of Argentina, um, as well as uh, Black Ferns News and Rugby World Cup News um, as well. So we'll go through all of that uh, during the show. Um, Just uh, one thing I need to do, though, is uh, to um, put on my um, lolly lay um, that I got given by by one of the uh, players um, who was his debut on uh, Tuesday night um, and uh, love the tradition of lolly lays and is uh, uh, clearly... Uh, friends and family gave me some and he gave me one, uh, which was uh, very nice. And a photo of me and him um, together, uh, sort of uh, celebrating that uh, his uh, debut um, out there on the old socials. Um, so, yes, let's just quickly knock off some news then. So, news has come out um, that uh, the um, Jaguares, um, apparently, um, the new. Uh, what's the uh, the guy's name? I've gone um blank. Um, but um, the uh new um Argentinian rugby chairman, um, Gabriel Travaglini, um, has um, apparently said that he wants to take your eyes back in super rugby, um, which will be uh, an interesting one. Um, hey, Robbie, uh, good to see you joining me in the uh, live chat there over on Facebook. Um, look, uh, look, he's an ex player. Um, But uh, let's be honest, I can't see the uh, Haguaris going back into Super Rugby now at Super Rugby Pacific. Um, I think that uh, ship has sailed um, and uh, they need to concentrate on that Premier League of America, uh, and also um, some sort of uh, Champions League crossover competition um, with uh, Major League Rugby going forward. So so I'm a great believer that club competitions should be within time zones. And so I think the... uh, Idea that so the Americas all having one set of uh, club competitions, so Europe and Africa having a set of club, club competitions, uh, and then um, the um, uh, New Zealand, Australia, uh, and Japan um, having a, a bunch of uh, club competitions. And as uh, Robbie says, bring back the uh, um Look, whether it's the Sunwolves or some other way of um, working with the uh, top league teams over. In Japan, but yes, I do think Japan needs to be included in to Super Army Pacific somehow um, going forwards um, on uh, that one. So um, looking forward to, um, uh, to 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 how we can do that uh, and trying to kind of push for that um, with what little power uh, pushing power I kind of have um, on this team. Simon reckons no to the sub bring back bringing the top two teams uh, in the top league. Actually, what I think I think I would, would like to see um, is a bit like the structure we have in, in New Zealand here, but uh, where you use the top league as the NPC, you get them playing in the second half of the year uh, uh, for the uh, for the non internationals, uh, and then create some super league, super rugby teams that play in the um, first one um, with uh, with that. So that's what I would uh, look at um, uh, look at having um, for the. Uh, for super Rugby is to have these brand new, a brand new set of teams, four or five teams over the top of uh, the uh, top league teams. In the same way, the Super Rugby is uh, over the top of the um, what do you call them? A blank the the provinces. Um, Robbie in the live chat asked me, "Where's your rugby league jerseys?" Um, sorry mate, I'm the Rugby Union guy, and so hence I have all my Rugby Union jerseys behind me. What have we got there? I've got Northland, um, uh, Wellington, Taranaki, um, Hurricanes jersey, uh, North Harbour and England jersey, and an All Blacks jersey. I've uh, got a couple hanging up over there, Blues, Lions, um, but um, you'll find that uh, Brad uh, and um, Richie are our league guys and they have their uh, Warriors jerseys hanging up in the background. So uh, that's where you'll catch the league news on a Wednesday night with the uh, standoff show um, brought to you by said by Brad and Robbie. So from joins at 8pm for that one on Wednesdays. Um, so, yeah, so I don't think the Hanging coming back, but uh, interesting to see that that's what they want to do. Um. The Black Ferns um, have announced that some um, um, oh, have gone absolutely blank. So I will go over to the uh, page we'll open. Uh, Wayne Smith, that's right, um, has been appointed um, uh, to support the uh, coaching team there, um, which is uh, great to see. They're going to need um, all the uh, help they can get. To be honest, um, up against uh, the sort of professional sides in England and France um so i um, good to um see that uh, he is ha- helping them out also there were rumors that some um, ted would also be involved as well so we'll see if he is getting on a bit as ted but uh, hey um he uh, might be able to um uh do to do something uh, in there uh it might be also, also get involved Look, his involvement with um, auckland uh, had some very good results in the npc a couple of years ago um, when he first joined as well so um uh, yeah they're bringing in um the um, heavy hitters there um on um uh into the um uh what do you call it into the um, a black ferns uh, coaching staff to try and uh, improve um, that uh, side of things so um, so that's uh, what's uh, what's going on with the um on the black ferns side of things um and uh also, uh, in that one, there is, um, uh, the, I guess that obviously leads on to the Rugby World Cup, which is also being held, or, or the women's version, and it's going to be held later this year um, here in New Zealand. The 2021 one will be held in 2022. 2023 is in France. Um, 2025, which is the women's version, will be held in England, although they're the preferred bidder at, at the moment. Preferred bidders then are for the next two after that, for the men's and the women's uh, goes to is uh, currently Australia. Um, back's back in the same country and they're looking to do the same thing again I think um, for the usa after that as well is kind of the rumor so that's where really, uh, kind of where we're looking at um, where or where it looks like the uh, rugby world cuts are heading I uh, say New Zealand um then it's going to be sort of uh, France England, Australia Australia, usa usa um, by um, the um, looks of things um in uh, that one. Uh, Simon keeping us up to date with the Rugby World Cup qualification process for the uh, 2023 looks like Hong Kong have pulled out of that one um, meaning South Korea and uh, Malaysia the last two involved in that from memory they then play uh, Tonga don't they um, with the loser going on to the uh, um situation in uh, that one um, so that's how uh, that's our Rugby World Cup news um, bringing us round to that and I was hoping that by now Stephen Harris would have joined me, but uh, clearly he is running late. Um, or looks like it might be a solo show uh, for the whole thing. Um but um, we um I'll just give him a quick chase up um on the our Facebook Messenger to see if he's joining me. Um and uh um on that one. But um, let's then crack on into um the rugby for the um uh, weekend um, on um, uh, that one. The um, Just <laughs> quickly with Robbie there. What's my opinion, of the Warriors signing former Cook Island captain, Carlos Vizza? Uh, look, haven't got a clue, mate. I'm not a league guy, to be honest. Yeah, the, the, the um, Join us on Wednesday evening at 8pm for the standoff show uh, and ask that Warriors question to the boys there. Um, and they will give you a, um, a good answer um, on that one. But it's rugby union only. Uh, tonight um, for the uh, driving mall show. Um, so yeah, we kicked off on Friday nights uh, with um, the Crusaders versus the. Um, I'll say, well, let's, no, let's roll back further than that because on Tuesday night, um, I say we had the um, Moana um, versus uh, the uh, Blues. Um, in that one, um, Blues rocketing out to a nineteen um, nil lead um, in that one. Um, so they did have a good start uh, and did but it couldn't get any points on the board in that first two minutes and then the blues um really hammered um, their advantage home um and uh, the um and uh, went through uh, um, yeah through that one um a little bit of rain in the second half um it didn't um, uh, help things um with that one uh, to be honest um we did get a red card in the uh, second half of that game with um, Lualala. Um, clearing out to um, of the head, uh, and that set a precedent for the next four games, um, as uh, we'll go through. Um, the uh, Blues did, sorry, the Moana did come back into it, um, and uh, the real turning point in this game was um, a, a lineup up where the um, hooker got called for double movement. Was he crawling over? Was it, was it momentum flares on top of him that carried him over? Um, well, hey, um, where the, uh, the the referee decided no it was crawling um and uh, when once that one got um uh got uh, got ruled out that was really the uh, the turning point in that one a lot of line out morals uh in this one are something that actually the, uh, the the head coaches were asked about um post game um in this one remember this was off the back of them playing a game on Friday night so uh, and there where they beat the hurricanes um, uh, and the Blues obviously played on Saturday, so a quick turnaround for both teams. The Blues got a lot more depth um, than Moana. Um, let's be honest with that. So not a surprising result uh, in the end, 20, uh, nineteen to thirty-two to the Blues. Um, if you would like to um, see uh, to, to see the best bits of the uh, post-match interviews, including um, ones with including players uh, Solomon Ka- uh, Kata. Uh, we had a good long interview with him, and me also talking to Lincoln, Lincoln McClutchie and how he's been settling in and how he's finding the uh, the step up to that. Then head over to Patreon dot com um, forward slash um, NZ Sport Radio to become a supporter of NZ Sport Radio, uh, and uh, you can watch either the video or listen to the um, uh, the, the audio of um, all, all those interview, all, all the best bits of the interviews of the uh, post match between Moana uh, and the Blues um, in, in that one, because I was there um, at that game, as I can see um, by this one. Uh, Stephen Harris apparently fell asleep, which is why he's not on the show yet, uh, but he will be joining us. Don't uh, don't worry um, on that one. Um, the uh, look at the festival atmosphere there, the first time one had a had crowd, in in, crowd in there. Um, I think they're looking at about 3,000. So a big crowd um, by uh, by instructor. I think there's lots of people still, well, A, it's not had much time to be marketed, um, and uh, B, and lots of people sort of still wary around COVID about going out and stuff for these sort of things. So um, we'll see uh, how those crowds grow. They don't get to play at home again until May. So it's quite a long time uh, until they uh, get their next um, home game. Um, which uh, is a shame because obviously they can't follow up on that momentum, uh, and it, it's a quite a big gap um, until that next game for um, Moana um, Pacifica. The, um, which uh, is going to be... Um, when is that one? So that one is uh, on yeah the weekend of the 7th of May. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll we'll be going to that game or to the um, Chiefs game on that night because there's two games back-to-back um, on the Saturday, which is a bit of a shame. Um, I can't say I can't be in two places at once to make both of those. Uh, good evening, Stephen Harris. How are you doing, sir? Yeah, good evening, uh, Paul. Sorry, uh, viewers, that I'm a bit late this evening. But,
3: hey, I got here. And as always, it's a privilege and a pleasure to be here, Paul, even though a tad late.
0: Thank you very much. And let me let me, let me, let me get, a, get a quick drink of my gin and tonic to water the old uh, voice chords as well, uh, which is getting a bit dry uh, from... Um, all of the, that talking. Uh, Rory says, am I supporting Moana? Um, look, I think we're all supporting Moana as our, our favourite second team, uh, if not our first team. Um, I'm wanting them to do well. Uh, one of the things is Moana is, because it' been kind enough to, well, basically um, give me uh, the um, media access um, to those games. Stephen and I were both at the uh, pre-season game. Um, and so far, I have only missed one um, game that Moana Pacifica have ever played, including their uh, pre-game. That was one that they played against the Crusaders down in Dunedin. Um, living uh, in Waiheat. that was a bit too far for me to travel for that one. But uh, so this Friday, unfortunately, their game against the Highlanders will be my second game I've missed ever uh, of Moana. But uh, um, they are fun to watch, aren't they, Stephen?
3: Absolutely. I think they just they just bring a, a renewed excitement. Uh... Into this particular competition, and um, I, you know, and, and I think we've always known um, Auckland, Auckland probably being the biggest South, biggest uh, Pacific, Pacific, having the biggest Pacific Island population in in the South Pacific. You were always going to draw draw a lot of supporters out to uh, support this team once they got up and running. But I think they've all they've all
0: surprised us with their with their performances, Paul. Yeah, they have. Um, the uh, in the last two results where they've uh, uh the they've the, the lost of games, we've expected those. Um, and actually, what a question for you. Actually, yeah, I'm going to dive in this question for you. Who do you think is more likely to win another game, the Fijian Drua or the Moana Pacifica?
3: Based on what based on what I've seen, I've got to say, probably Moana Pacifica. Unfortunately, for the Fiji Drua, I, listen, mate, I think they, they're capable of. Some amazing stuff, but just based on in and around their set pieces, there's a lot of work to be done there, Paul.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and also, if you look at the teams that, um, uh, that they, they've got to face um, as well, I mean, the uh, uh, Fiji and Drew have only got a couple of games, and it's all New Zealand games from then on in. Um, they uh, they do play each other, which is actually over in Australia. Um, unfortunately, I don't know people would be nice if thought are on in Mount Smart, that I can get to, but I can't. Um, so uh, that game will be over uh, in uh, Australia. So that, that could be the next win for the both of these sides. Actually, it could be that they, when they face each other. Um, but um, yeah, you got to say that, as you say, I think one Pacifica are looking um, like perhaps slightly the, the stronger of the two, which is a bit of a surprise, really, when we th- when that um, uh, the, the Fijian drew, had more time. Or well, they actually, they I mean they both got confirmed at the same time, but um, they've uh, they've got various uh, sevens and. Uh, uh, Olympians in that squad, um, but and also they've been together, um, I think, for longer uh, than Moana Pacifica. though honestly, I think, it was still playing in NPC when uh, the uh, Fijian drew got together. So I did think that they had a better uh, chance, a better setup, a better, mm. setup, better chance. Um, but it does appear, as you say, that that, that um, the Moana Pacifica setup seems to be getting better out the better out of their players um, earlier uh, at some um, at this point um, on yep. that one. I. I, um, I, I, I... Paul, Paul, I was going to say something I probably should share.
3: I, I did have a, a telephone conversation with um, uh, Dale McLeod, who took uh, control of the team on the weekend against the Blues. And he said COVID has been a little twofold for them. Whilst it's it's, it's been de- disruptive, it's also been a blessing in disguise because it's actually kept the guys um, isolated, where they can basically focus on their, on their day-to-day training, and, and just learn about being professionals, whether it's uh, got things to do with their diet, uh, sleep, you know, a whole lot of um, uh, work-ons that go in and around being a, a professional rugby player. And so having the guys together has been absolutely fantastic. On the, on the downside, um, having missed uh, a few, what, what was it, the first uh, two or three rounds, it means that uh, they're going to have to play catch-up games along the way, and uh, of course, COVID has entered the squad and it's created a few problems where they've had to bring extra players in from outside the squad. But I'm really impressed with the way even the guys that have come in from outside the squad have stood up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was um, uh, a f- friend of the uh, of the show, Dwayne Polietivo, one of three players to um, uh, to, to sort of turn up on Tuesday uh, and um, go straight into the squad the same day that they uh, joined the um the squad, so without even a training session, um, just the captain sort of walkthrough, uh, they were straight into the side. So, um, and uh, if you listen to the um, so, so some of the stuff that we've well, some of the stuff that's come out sort of from Liam McDonald, um, when they've been bringing players in, the fact that there was that some um, npc didn't get played, uh, in um, in, in uh, sort of the Auckland area, um, and then also, um, that uh, the Club competitions haven't kicked off yet. It means there's a lot of players who have been brought in with zero rugby um, uh, under their belts. And so uh, getting them conditioned and ready for contact um, is proving a problem. And so having all of the club competitions being pushed back to start in um, sort of May or, or, or late April um, the uh, it has, has definitely made it difficult um, on uh, for, for, for the, the outside players coming in. Um, to this. Um, but you have been seeing some, you've been, you've been getting around the ground seeing some sort of pre season club stuff that is going on.
3: Oh, v- very much so. Last couple of weekends, I've I've been out a week ago, popped out and saw uh, Waitakere play, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, North Shore, current uh, North Harbour club champions, too strong for Waitakere. And on the weekend, uh, I know another friend of the show, Boa Athu, who's involved with the Monaco Rovers Club, caught up with uh, Boa on the weekend at Waitamata Park where Monaco took on. Uh, what uh, uh, what Wai- matter? and uh, boy, I've got to say, Doug Samst, who's the uh, new Monaco Rovers rugby coach, has got a lot of players back who have um, gone to some of the more the traditional bigger clubs, hence College Rifles, Granite Tech, uh, Ponsonby University, a lot of those players have returned to College Rifles, and uh, they've had a big squad that's been, uh, uh, that's actually had a really good pre-season, and, and, and it showed, and uh, once upon a time, probably if you go back to the seventies, Monaco Rovers used to be one of the big clubs in the uh, in the in the Auckland area. Every now and again, you, you saw a lot of the potential come through. Even you know the likes of uh, All Black centre uh, Frank Frank Bunce, probably their most famous player uh, to come out of the club. But they've always had some quality players that have come through the the Monaco system, but have ended up going to going to other clubs. So they they've always Managed to nurture a lot of talent, but they're just the problem has been as as we know, Paul is just hanging on to that uh, uh, talent. And I've got to say, they looked pretty good, they could certainly shake up the Auckland club competition in 2022.
0: Shh, don't tell anyone, no, don't, don't let the other clubs know that's that happening, but yes, uh, there is that there. Um, Robbie asks, us, Can uh, only Pacific players play for Moana? No, Moana, Pacifica uh, is basically like 80% or the majority of their players must uh, should be eligible for. Um, samoa uh, tonga or the cook islands uh, but i don't it's not a hard fast rule that's a target more than anything else do you think the players um such as um as kobe Kepu, uh, christian Lelia farno both australian um, um tied i'm not sure if they uh, with the new year thing they may have uh, uh, after three years they can change potentially change that so i'm not sure if it's been three years since both of them have played for the wallabies uh, lincoln mcclutchy uh, isn't ele- is only eligible for new zealand um and uh Tonomati uh Nawai uh is Fijian. So uh the majority of them are uh, but it's a, it's not a hard rule, it's say it's, it's it's a target more than anything else. I do believe they will they will um live with um or stick to. Uh anyway, that crusaders highlanders game um uh was the, the first one on um uh, on Friday um with um look the um Highlanders jumping out to a lead. Uh, The Crusaders dragging them back. Only a Mitch Hunt um, missed penalty uh, kept the uh, Crusaders ahead. Um, And then it was uh, a lot of defending, a lot of, well, basically a a stalemate in that second half with no points in the second half, which is rare um, to um, to see. That's for certain. Um, We had a red card on 77 minutes, shoulder to the head. uh, And I don't think we can there was no um uh, no questions about that one really um he's uh, come in as second tackler no arms at all shoulder charge into the head bang red card um just like there was no arguments about the one um in the um, moana versus blues game on Tuesday night either and so two red cards uh, in uh, uh well a few days um to set to set the time going Stephen. any other thoughts from that um, crusaders Highlands game yeah there's not too many occasions that we we talk about a game where all the points
3: were scored in the, in the first half and of course no scoring in the second half but they, but they should have been because there were, there, were, there were more opportunities for for the Highlanders and I, I think they will look back at this game as a as a missed opportunity. poor lot of you know they probably made the, the three or four decent breaks in the game, but just never got players in the uh, right position. One, one break that comes to mind was uh, Shannon Frizel with a big break up the centre and just completely ran away uh, from his support and hence the opportunity was lost. But there were also numerous occasions now that they'd look back on it. Maybe instead of kicking to the corner, they should have taken the three points on offer, but there was also three points missed from a, a very, very handy position. And uh, Crusaders, nowhere near the best. So I think they were really there for the taking and, and um, yeah, real, real missed opportunity. But, you know, when when things aren't going your way Paul it usually plays out like that and that's how 2022 seems to be playing out for the
0: Highlanders. Yeah look 65% territory in that uh, possession sorry in that second half but only 41% territory so the Crusaders did a good job of keeping the Highlanders um, in their own half and making them play from a long way out um, on uh, uh, on that one the Crusaders 177 tackles made um, 94% uh, tackle accuracy so again um, they tackled their hearts out there, um, just missing 11 tackles, compared to the Highlanders, who missed 25 tackles, um, only making 68. So, um, Highlanders tackling, not great. The Crusaders, are very, very good. Um, and the Crusaders, just good at keeping the Highlanders at, heart, at, at arm's length and uh, making them play from parts of the picture they didn't want to play from, um, basically. Uh, and so, well, yeah, good game management from the Crusaders, but as I say, uh, yeah, one of those kicks or choosing to kick at goals um, could easily have uh, got the Highlanders back into this one uh, there. But uh, after the Crusaders, impressive performance against the Chiefs p- the previous weekend, not so much this weekend. Um, and look, uh, the um, we've seen a lot of ups, up and down performances from teams. Uh, look, having coaches being available and unavailable, having players being unavailable and unavailable due to COVID, um, this is unfortunately what we're going to see for this season i think it's not going to be the best um, super, uh, quality of Super Rugby seasons um we followed that one up with the Drua versus the waratahs um the waratahs basically use their line out more to um uh, to get themselves ahead uh, especially just after um, the Drua lost their captain and uh, their number eight and their captain to um, a red card again uh our head-eye tackle with his arm uh, and uh, another red all day long no uh, no arguments about it and then the druid just left themselves way too much to uh, basically make any kind of comeback
3: yeah a lot of similarities to similarities to um, a couple of other games that they've uh, been involved with in um, <clears throat> excuse me in previous rounds of course the rebel rebel something similar they couldn't really couldn't get it to going couldn't get it together going especially in and around their set piece and once again um, there is a, a little bit of a bit of a trend with the with the Fijian drew at the moment they're just giving teams just far too much of a of a head start which is a real shame because we know what sort of rugby they can play when they get it right but I, I think at the moment Two things stand out for me: <clears throat> just the set piece not being accurate enough, and I also think there's just a, a little bit of re- lack of respect for holding on to the pill. They spill a lot of ball, and when you're doing that, you just can't piece any pressure together. And um, listen, for the um, for the War- Waratahs, you know they're they're a very, very they're showing me a very very improved. Improved team, not just um, in and around their forward play, but they've they've also been quite expensive as well. And uh, whilst whilst they actually it was through their forwards where they fully took control of that game, I was actually just delighted, delighted to see them giving the ball a little bit more width, especially in the second half.
0: Yeah, and they really dominated that first half, uh, which which laid which laid the foundation. It was all over really. Um, but uh, and yeah, the Tars much the most improved team um, this season. I look, there's still some way to go to be at the level of the Reds and the Brumbies, um, but um, they're kind of the best of the rest uh, in Australia um, at, um, uh, at, at at the moment. There, yeah, as you say, Fiji and Uruguay discipline real problem. Sixteen penalties in this one, folks. Uh, a few too many there, um, but I mean, staggering number of lineouts in this one. Um, we had uh, 33 line-outs um, in this game. That's like one every two minutes, uh, which is, uh, is quite amazing. Um, and uh, when you've got more line-outs and you've had kicks from hand, you kind of wonder. Um, <laughs> the players are definitely getting a dice in with that, that, uh, that, that sideline too much. Uh, and as you say, a bit of not respecting the pill um, by the Fijians who got forced into touch too many times as well uh, yep. on, on that one. I was thinking,
3: Paul, too. Given the weakness of the draw line out, I think anybody play, playing them wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be too afraid to actually make sure that the ball was put over the touch line for a couple of reasons. Because a, you don't want you don't want them to counter attack um, by keeping the ball in play, and and secondly, you know, you can put their line out under pressure. So it's a simple recipe.
0: Yep, absolutely. Um, on to Saturday, then we had the Blues versus Moana. Um, which was which um I was at uh look I mean, Moana, again started this one really well 19 phases um to kick this game off um with uh, but unable to um uh, and uh, only coming away with the, uh, the the penalty kicked over a couple of penalties um and uh, then um the blues basically uh, had their turn i mean look four penalties in the first 9 minutes really did um uh, hurt the blues then but they managed to sort of write uh, the um the ship um, after that one, um, and uh, only uh, six penalties in the rest of the game, uh, the next 70 minutes. Um, the uh, Their lineup, more again, a hat trick from um, Kurt Eklund. Uh, and if you would uh, like to hear Kurt Eklund after the game, again, head over to New Zealand Sport, uh, head over to um, uh, patreon.com forward slash NZ Sport Radio, uh, where you can uh, have a, um, a listen to, um, to that one. Um, but um, yeah, tw- it uh, was all pretty close um, up, ju- up until just before half time, 22-16. Morana kind of in it, and then a try um, on half time by um, uh, by team, followed by an Eckland's try just after half time, and suddenly it's 36-16, uh, and uh, the game uh, has has disappeared. One of the things that you're hearing from Morana is that they're getting used to this. They're tend to get used to the fact that you can't switch off, and if you do switch off for a few minutes. That's what happens and the game's gone.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very very much so, Paul. Uh listen, I I think if we think back earlier in the week when they when they played that uh the Tuesday night game at Mount Smart, something that they did very well, was I I thought their kicking game was was very good. They they often spit they often found land as opposed to hand and they had a good chase line, got up, they put a lot of pressure on the blues. So they bought their their physical Type of game that they have in terms of their defence, right right into the game. Unfortunately, when they turned ball over, they basically just threw it out blind and thought, "Gee, we'll try and move it." But in uh, you know, up against a Blues team that I, I thought had very good line speed and put a lot of lot of pressure on the on the pass. In fact, I think I can recall even a couple of intercepts. Kirk Nield uh, picking picking off a pass from a from a turnover as well. Yeah, just that, just decision making as well um hurt the visitors
0: yeah and you look at some um, the uh, again um 15 penalties 15 penalties considered by Moana one of the things that Dale McLeod said uh in the post-match was that when they kept their penalties down to eight they won the game that was against Hurricanes um but at the moment the moment it's just letting them they just not be able to stay in the game because of those those sort of things now we had the red card in this one with um uh, Caleb Clark jumping up in the air um to uh try and block the kick um and then uh taking out um I've gone blank as to the player's name. Um, I should have it somewhere here, but I don't uh and um, was, it, was it Tomasi? Yeah, that's right, sorry, I think yeah, Tomasi. Um and uh, uh and and um knocking uh, Tomassi out. Yeah. Um so let's just hear quickly from Dale McLeod as to how um Tomasi was after the uh, after that incident. He says, can he come up?
4: Tomasi. Yeah, look, he's um, he can remember the, the call, the move we were running. Um, but as soon as he got the ball, then bang, he can't remember nothing. I just talked to him in the shed then. He's good as gold. He's had a shower. Um, he's a bit of a swollen face. But, yeah, he's um, he, he can't remember nothing post um, catching the ball and running down the short side.
3: Have you got
4: a view on that red card? Oh, Look, it's, uh, there was no malice in it. Um, And he can't, his views, he he said to me, oh, he must've been bad if he got a red card. And I said, oh no, the reason he got the red card was because he was negligent about where he jumped. Um, And if you know Caleb, he's not a malice person. He wouldn't go intentionally to try and maim someone. So it's, it's rugby, you know, and like, you get anybody in that situation, they're jumping up to try and create a bit of uh, time by themselves some time um and they didn't get it right when you're in the air you can't control much and he's a powerful athlete that when he launched himself in the air and he's a big man um that they were just was it yeah it was just one it was an accident um and that's about all you can put it down to really
0: so there you go um a lot of people saying that he was just jumping in the air to, to 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 try and block the kick he was to a certain degree but he also knew that he was putting himself in a place to try and make the other player run round him to slow that player down, as he says, to 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 create. And he just got it slightly wrong, um, and that's what happened. If you listen to um, uh, Leon McDonald's um, side of it as well, um, he said again, he said, look, perhaps we have to change our technique around this, which, which shows that this is a trained thing that they're doing in training as to how to do this. This so he wasn't. It's not. This isn't a kind of uh, snap decision as to what do I do in this situation. They've trained for this. What they're saying is you put your body in this position. The guy has to run around you. And he just said, yeah, perhaps a bit too athletic from um, uh, from Caleb Clark to be able to get his hip up to head height, no. <laughs> which uh, I couldn't jump that high, let's be honest. Um, and, uh, and yeah, hor- horrible um, consequences to what happened. Uh, yeah, clearly he wasn't there to take the player out, but he was there to take the space. Um, and, that's the, and that's the problem. And that's why it was a red card. hmm
3: yeah, yeah, no, absolutely no, no argument from me. And he's pro- propelling himself forward as well. I mean, it's like great athlete, athleticism. I have enough trouble just getting out of the bed,
1: little alone <laughs> trying
3: to jump, trying to jump that high. Um, just amazing. That's um, <clears throat> you know, he's probably almost <laughs> getting himself off the ground by a good couple of couple of meters or so. But you know, it it was dangerous, and you're did, right, Paul? You've actually, um. You know, you've you basically got to make sure that you not only put yourself in a safe place, but also uh, the, the, the player who's running at you.
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and ZepBound for those who qualify. and with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to sixty percent off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash acast. That's burrow.com slash acast. Burrow.com slash acast.
0: Yep, absolutely. And that's what's all over on um, uh, Enzo Sport Radio for that uh, our patron section for the for all those post match interviews. You can hear, I so say, you can hear Leon. Neon's version of it as well and they both talk about discipline and how important that is um and uh, um, as well um also um in this game uh, at the beginning of this game sorry i, I should have uh, i forgot to mention um the uh, the blues uh have only ever in their entire 26 or 27 or 25 or how many years it is now that's a has been around for uh, they've only ever done two pre-match hackers the first one um was uh, for the British Irish Lions back in 2017 um, and the second one was on Saturday um, for Moana Pacifica um, they've never done one for the Crusaders Highlanders or any of those sort of teams they didn't do one for the Aguaries or for the Summers when they joined the competition they've not done one for any Australian teams or South African teams um, or any other sides they've ever played for only for the Li- British Irish Lions and Moana Pacifica and I think that shows you uh, the respect that they paid they, they, they paid, this to play, paid this team um, and uh, how much this means uh, to them and how much this, this, uh, this crosstown rivalry, the two closest teams in Super Rugby history, um, is uh, how it's going to grow.
3: Yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul, I was going to say, even in the team, obviously it was the case of a lot of mates playing each other as well. But from what I believe, there was also uh, a couple of sets of flatmates playing against each other as well. So I wonder who was cooking breakfast on uh, sun- Sunday morning after after that game or shouting breakfast
0: shall i say there you go i knew there were, there were, there were mates playing each other as it was uh it was that close but some uh, uh there we go um uh so it was uh, a, a great sign of respect from them and um uh for, for that one uh dale did say that uh, perhaps they should have had one back but they they've uh clearly uh they're, 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 they've got a lot of things to sort out um and uh getting the challenge ready uh, comes after uh, actually being ready to play games, um, and so I think um, they they will have their own challenge ready. It, it won't be a hacker; it will be a, uh, a merger of the Samoan and Tongan, uh, maybe even Cook Islands as, as well in there. But we'll have to wait and see uh, as to what uh, what, uh, what what comes um, from uh, from that one. Um, I was driving back for the um, Reds versus um, the uh, Brumbies. Um, and I've caught highlights um, of this one. Um, the uh, Reds coming out on top, twenty-one-seven. Um, but uh, this wasn't three tries to one; uh, it was two tries to one, with uh, uh, James O'Connor um, kicking over some um, penalties um, as well. I um, think uh, the impressive thing, probably in here, um, is how again we had another red card. Um, again, this one again for um, cleaning out the uh, the player. Um, and uh, into the head again no arguments um at all um in uh this one um and um the uh and if you um but uh they they in that time um they still um stretched the lead uh over the uh the brumbies and yeah impressive uh, performance by the reds um against worries in this one i think you, you always felt um once uh
3: when Tui Lemo, the Franker, flanker, was, got his red card, you thought to yourself, well, it's only 20 minutes. And if uh, if the Reds, the Reds could could hang in there for, t- for 20 minutes, they, they'd definitely find themselves a chance. Well, they got a little bit of a bonus when uh, Fraser McWright scored just after a half-time, and that was converted by James, James O'Connor, and that took it out to, to 13-7. And, of course, five minutes later, um, Rob Valentini gets a, a yellow card, and I think that just... Gave the Reds that extra, extra momentum, and I think on the back of a, the back of their home crowd as well, um, they lifted. But once again, some really good performances from uh, Tania, um Tupou as, as well. Gee, he's uh, he's certainly uh, dami- dami- damaging with ball ball in hand. Um, you know, a couple of the teams both missing good players as well. Of course, Tom Banks. Um, not in the team, but Jesse Mogg came in and did a, did a, re- a reasonable job. But uh, we all know what a good player Tom Banks is when he dons that uh, uh, Brumbies jersey. And uh, of course, in the uh, in the Reds team, um, Hunter Paisami always a always a real threat. And uh, I thought Jordan Pattaya at the back at fullback is just. Just gets better and better. Uh, one real memorable run up the middle of the paddock, but once once again, seemed to be the order of the weekend. Players making brilliant breaks, but running away from their support.
0: <laughs> well, yes, an element of that. Um, and one thing about John look, he, he came onto the scene as far as I'm just before the Rugby World Cup last year as an outside centre, got injured and uh, didn't go to the um, Rugby World Cup in the end. Uh, but was like, wow, this is this kid's going to be great um, there. Played a lot of wings since then, uh, and people did say, Oh, yeah, actually, fullback's going to be his position. And finally, he's getting a run in that uh, fifteen in, in a jersey, uh, which I think it's good to see. Uh, and look, the Wallabies have got options at the wings, fullback that 15 jersey um, is open at the moment. Uh, neither Hodge or Banks has really taken a grip of that 20 uh, that, that 15 jersey. Um, basically, ever since Dane Hell at Petty um, and um, for now, uh, have both. Uh, Sort of, this uh, off for different reasons. Um, that fifteen jersey has been up for grabs, uh, and yeah, maybe that is where Pataya is going to be for the Wallabies and, uh, and own that jersey for the next uh, what? Well, best best part of ten years maybe.
3: Hmm. Paul, just a, a couple of final thoughts on on the performance from the Brumbies. I think they had the winning of this game, but I I just think they tried far too many offloads um, just yeah. with a with a bit of. Um, moisture around and um, it was those offloads that eventually killed them in a lot of cases because um, every time they offloaded, the Reds would always counter-attack from anywhere and they did did look dangerous. I think the Brumbies are a very, very structured site but I think if you can break up their sh- structure, um, that's where, where a lot of teams can can attack them and just that in the other area I thought was the, the Reds' breakdown work was outstanding as well and um, Boy, I, I think somebody like um, Tate McDermott can only get better and better. Just seems to know how to bully his forwards, and and keep them going forward.
0: Yeah, I mean the Bremens are successful with three offloads all night. <laughs> so as you say, uh, and nineteen turnovers, which gives you an idea as to what's uh, if they're if they're throwing his offloads, you know what's going wrong there. Um, the uh, and they also turned the ball over more at rucks um, as well, um, losing uh, uh well losing six rucks. On the night which is not uh which is, is not good uh especially when the reds only lost one so from that point of view you've been turned over six times to one at the rug time as you say they yeah they lost they lost that battle um that key battle there uh so the um yeah reds i'm still not looking the kind of finished article that they were during super rugby au last year but they're getting the wins and they're getting the results and they're slowly um Getting their players together, getting their combinations together, and slowly improving. So, uh, look, the, both these sides at home. Um, I think going to be a threat to the New Zealand teams uh, traveling over here. A bit of a, maybe a different ball game, but um, at home, I think they're going to be they're going to cause um, some teams some problems um, in that one. Final game of the um, weekend was the Hurricanes versus the Chiefs. Uh, a bit of a strange one. In the fact, there wasn't a red. There wasn't a red card in this one. Um, but um, this one looked uh, at um, at one point like the uh, uh, like, like the Chiefs had got it comfortable um, was uh, with, with what, what I was feeling. Um, look in that first half, it was close um, with the uh, uh, with the sort of the, the the Hurricanes always just keeping their noses in front, um, but uh, the, the the Chiefs always staying in touch. But they pulled out to a um, a fifteen thirty lead with a quarter of an hour to go um and um at that point if you know yeah yeah quarter round to go. at that point I was thinking yep three a three score lead with 50 minutes to go that's nice and comfortable for the Chiefs they, they, they've 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 closed this, they've closed this one out since in, in that first period of second half but um it wasn't to be uh two tries got it to be a one pointer uh and um yeah it was close at the end there Stephen
3: yeah, it was. It, it, it was a lot closer than I thought it would, was in the second half because I actually thought in, in, in that first half, while the while the hurricane hurricane scrum <clears throat> at, on the on their own put on at, at their own put in was very good, I thought the Chiefs on their own own um, put in applied a lot of pressure, especially on the the right right hand side. Angus Taval giving Pody Rakiti-Stones a, a real tough time. Um, on the on the loose head side, pulled pulled a, pulled a couple of penalties uh, um, when it mattered, but it all, it just also looked like that the Chiefs were a little bit more dangerous. Whilst the, the hurricane started well and TJ TJ Perenara picking off that uh, uh, that try relatively early, and you thought, oh, when the first three tries came, you thought, well, it's going to be one of one of those games where tackling is is optional. And like you rightly said in the rugby chat. It actually uh, it settled it settled down for a while, and then it it basically somebody would would light a match under it every now and again, and a, and, um, and 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 the we went, it got into a little bit of a, a war of attrition, and at halftime, we 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 may have thought, gee, much of the same again, but um, it was the Chiefs that uh, came out rolling in the second half, and I just want to highlight a couple of couple of players. We um, listen, we. We can recall uh, Lachlan Boucher, who was very, very good when he played for the Taranaki team and uh, also when he came into the Chiefs spot. We're seeing his younger brother, Callum Boucher, who's putting his hand up um, on the blind side of the scrum. But we're also seeing um, a more consistent um, level of rugby also uh, from Gus Sawakula as well and boy off the back of that uh, strong platform he gives you a lot to go forward and there was one run there got a, I think it might have been a good 30 odd meters or so to get them over the gain line and um this was a well, the team like the Chiefs if you're going to get that sort of front football they got a lot of options out wide
0: they do it's a bit surprising to say that they only got 18 percent territory in that second half which which didn't didn't feel like that to me they had a lot of possession they had more possession, 60, um, but, um, Clearly willing to, according to that, willing to play out of their own half. Which, um, but but um, the as you say, Boschier scoring off um, Saikula off the um, off the back of scrum uh, was uh, was what really put put them ahead. And then Tia um, Tia finishing behind the post. Um, and I thought that whole period that it had been Chiefs for quite a lot. Uh, it had been all Chiefs then. Um, but I say, the territory does would suggest otherwise. In this one, at the end of the day, you don't have to be down the other end for, for very long if you score off it pretty quickly if you score after one or two phases you don't need to lot lots of territory um, it all comes down to what you do with it uh, at the end of the day um, and um the uh, uh the, the chiefs were just and only just held out um in this one um again kicking percentages um the well the difference in this one um 67% by uh, the hurricanes so missing um the um uh, a conversion that would have been enough to win it. The uh, Hurricanes scored four tries to only three by the Chiefs, um, for example. Um, and uh, I think there might have been a penalty or two miss as well. Um, so, yeah, the Hurricanes had the winning of this one, but um, the uh, Chiefs managed to um, uh, grit it out uh, and, uh, yeah, and I say and, and finish um, finish the game off, um, which uh, will be a relief to them. And um, this just kind of reinforces our, our thoughts that it's basically the Crusaders um, followed by the uh, Chiefs and Blues and that those three uh, that so basically, either the Chiefs or Blues will be joining the Crusaders in the final. I think it's pretty much our expectation as to how this um, competition is going to go um, at the Hurricanes and uh, and well as we've seen with the Highlanders, they're going to be off the pace um, on this one. Um, Nocturnal right, saying Geordie was okay at 12, but he was less influential on attack for the Hurricanes. What are your thoughts about how well, about how Geordie went at 12?
3: Well, I, I think he's I think he's made it pretty clear he wants to have a crack from there, because if you look at the way Will Jordan is playing at the moment, I think he could virtually put a ring around Will Jordan as your, as your number 15 in that, in that all-black team. But I think there is an opportunity at this very moment. In, in the 12th jersey, obviously, we haven't, We've got uh, Josh Goodhue returning. I, I think I've probably seen enough of, of David Harvey to think to myself he he was adequate there, but I'd, I'd probably just leave it at ad- adequate. Um, so there's an opportunity. Um, one thing I do like about Geordie Barrett, there's one thing that really impressed me. There was a move, there was a move there that the Chiefs um, uh, pulled out with uh, just with a, a, a delayed runner. And um whilst they were caught offside, Geordie Barrett actually read the move absolutely perfectly. And he does bring a bit of physicalness when he does carry. Um so for me, he, we know he's got a kicking game. I I think he's going okay. I think he can only only get better. Only only problem that he's got, he is playing behind a Hurricanes team or Hurricanes pick that as 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 we saw, does struggle a little at at times up front. They do get there were times. That I thought the the Chiefs were absolutely monstering them.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think the to me occasionally he looked it looked like he was looking around to see where should I be standing. Um, now I think he's been used to playing fifteen, uh, quite often used to coming in to um, play that first receiver role and take the take the pressure off Ruben Love, particularly last year, um, that he's used to being first receiver, um, or floating around back. He's not used to being second receiver. Uh, and I think I think he maybe a couple of times just, uh, yeah, just wasn't sure where he should be standing. Uh, so I think from that point of view he'll needs he needs time in that in that jersey um, to get used to and I think we don't think we can um, sort of judge him just off one game. Um, Knoxon writes he's better as a rock at the 15. yes, currently he is better as a rocket 15 because he's had no game time at 12. but you might remember, um, a lot of us thought he was great um, as sort of an attacking and uh, presence at 15, uh, but tended to um, basically have a brain fart once or twice a game. Um, and uh, last year he kind of fixed that. So before that, everyone was like, "No, no, he's always he's always a couple of mistakes in him at 15." Um, but time in that jersey, many fixed it, and I think he just needs time in the in the 12 jersey um, to get used to it and fix it bluntly. Um So yeah, so good result for the chiefs. Um, perhaps um managed to dodge a bullet um, with that one though, um, as I say, uh, just one of those missed kicks and hurricanes and that and that's a different result um, on the night. The looking forwards then um, next weekend I will be at um, I'll be at the game in uh, Hamilton, so the chiefs versus the uh, blues um, for that one. Um, as I say, I can't make it down to Dunedin for the Highlanders versus the uh, Moana Pacifica unfortunately um but um, uh, you've uh, got to um, uh, you're going to expect that uh, the Highlanders um, will be looking at this as, as a major opportunity for them to get the first win of um, of the season um, in this one look um, Moana have been battling have been very uh have impressed us um, with their attitude. Um, but um, yeah traveling down to donate names a, a different task entirely um for them uh and just the uh when you when you listen to how many coaches and uh, analysts and people they had out last week um and uh, we saw with the um chiefs in their game at hamilton again um against who did they play the previous week i've gone blank now um they had a picture of uh, clayton McMillan up. Whereas uh, Moana Pacifica at Swindon Eden Park had three pictures up in the in the coaches in the coaches box uh, because uh, of, of players. So essentially, um, as I say, if you go and listen to the to the uh, to the videos, the, the interviews over on uh, Patreon.com/slash NZSport Sport Radio, uh, Dale McLeod says, "Yeah, we were just trying to get through to Saturday um, and uh, actually have one coach well." <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they were they really were stretched to things, and 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 that's going to take its toll. Um, over time, so um, let's hope uh, they can get as many people back on board. Um, perhaps not Scrum halves though, because we want to give Dwayne a go and get a, get, a, get a decent uh, run out oh, for him.
3: I was gonna, I was going to say if you're down in, if you're down in Dunedin, get along and, and watch. know, mm. if you're not supporting the Highlanders, get along and watch more in a Pacifica, because they do play a very exciting brand of uh, of rugby, and they are very a very very very, very physical team to play against.
0: Um, the um, uh, Chiefs versus Crusaders—that's obviously when the when when um, placement when was missing. Um, the uh, the Moana then have got to back up on Tuesday um, with the game against uh, the Hurricanes down in Wellington. So they're down in Dunedin on Friday night and in Wellington on Tuesday night. So I don't know if they're going to stay, go do do a mini tour, or if they're um, flying home in between those two. Um, but uh, either way, it's a bit of a tough ask as they head into a uh, another storm week um this uh, th- this um, this weekend um and i think from then i think then on um easter weekend uh they're back uh well in hamilton um, against the chiefs and i'll be at that game which is a 4:30 kick off um for that one on the um on the saturday tough, um, tough ass. Paul, I was going to say, tough ask for M P.
3: Four games, four away games on the bounce. If you, uh, if you count the Blues game on uh, Saturday.
0: Yep, and uh, and a storm week where you where you're going Dunedin, Wellington, Hamilton, um, as well. So it's a tough. It's, a, it's going to be a tough ask. Um, we'll just uh, see how much uh, they've got left in the tank um, after this, uh, because uh, they head over to. Um, because after that, I think it's um, everyone heading over to. Um, uh, what do you call it, to Melbourne for for games. So for that uh, super round um, that they're trying to sell tickets for, now you can get a one-day, two-day or three-day pass um, for those six games over in Melbourne, uh, which looks like a bit of a cracker. Um, the nocturnal rights, yes. Oh, dear me, Stephen, um, I just... Uh, um, put your mute button on just in case there's any any, any swearing at this. But um, Scott Gregory uh, has moved from Northland down to Southland um, in this one. Um, uh, Stephen, uh, very much a, a, a Taniwha fan, um, but I, I think, look, I think this makes sense for someone who is if you if you're playing your Super Rugby uh, in Dunedin um, for basically seven months of the year, do you want to be spending three months of the year? Um, up in, uh, in Phongare, uh and basically living in a different house and renting a different house whereas if you're down in uh, um, if you choose a an NPC province near your super super franchise at least you can live in one house um, and you're not uh, it's, it's just less disruptive to players isn't it
3: yeah yeah listen I'm going to say all the very best to, to, to Scott, Scott Gregory I uh, say he's been a, um, a sort of a big part of the Northern team in the last um, three or four seasons unfortunately we haven't always seen the best of um, Scott in a far jersey, but we just want to wish him all the best on, on saying that. We've actually done well. While we've lost uh, one to Southland, we've actually gained three from Southland. And of course, announced today, Josh, Josh Morby, the, the uh, Southland fullback last year, uh, Chris Apoa, the tight head prop for uh, Southland, who is a Northland boy, and um, um, Milo, Milo Harris, um who was the uh backup halfback in the Southland stags and last year have all uh transferred to the northern tanifa so uh um probably a bit of a 3 and one deal there paul but uh, uh like i say all the best to, to scott gregory Um uh, just remembering his uh wife is also uh from that region as well so that may have played a part
0: absolutely and the um uh, it's starting to feel that the provinces are starting to. I mean, I can't remember them. I mean, Look, I'm uh, it's not necessarily been around that long, but these sort of um, out of season signings announcements seem like a new thing um, and uh, showing that the province is perhaps turning more into. I mean, we've talked for a number of, well, quite a few years now, that um, uh, the, the multi year contracts mean that um, how much does club form matter? And it's not the rep rugby in the old school sense where you played for your clubs and then the, the then it was basically a selection of team, selection of the best players from the clubs coming together to represent the province um, and mm-hmm. for rugby sure where we came around. Um, it's, it's becoming less and less of that now um, and seeing these sort of uh, out of season signings, um, as it were, uh, sees the provinces sort of acting more like clubs in uh, trying to maintain that um, connection with the fans uh, uh, and sort of drip feeding news um, to sort of keep all that uh, all, all that going on, so I think it's, um, it's it's an interesting development, and it's just a I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just it is it's it's moving with the times, uh, and they're just becoming more I guess more professional like that. Oh,
3: very much so, Paul. I think uh, uh, a lot of unions are trying to stay ahead of the game. In, in the case of case of Northland, they had some strong player reviews after the 2021 season, so um, just a change in change in strategy as opposed to Leaving it about a month before the season ends, and you're rushing around trying to sign players. They've already signed 28 players. They've only got seven to sign, and I think they're leaving those gaps open for club for club players or opportunity for club club players, and maybe a few who were in the squad with a with a with a point to prove as well. I think they just want to try and hit the ground running.
0: Yep, um, but I, I said that they've always had the or, or the, for a number of years they've had these um. There are quite a lot of provinces have had these signs I mean, I've heard of things like um, people say oh yeah look Waikato have only got three spots for club players this year and stuff like that um, heading into the club season um, but uh, this I guess the way that they're announcing it and making it more public I think it's been kind of interesting as well um, that it's the how the perhaps the marketing is slowly improving um, of, uh, of of some of these provinces um, the um, so I think that's also uh, I, well, hopefully it's a good sign because um, let's be honest we've been praying that uh, the MPC and also Super Rugby marketing improves um, for a number of years now um, let's be honest um, I guess quickly on the Women's Six Nations I've not seen the games from the weekend but uh, unsurprisingly wins for England and France um, and then in the interesting game congratulations to Wales for having a cracking season uh, beat um, Ireland last week the previous weekend and beat Scotland this weekend so um uh, going well in that race to be best of the rest there with um, with that one, um, with Wales I think 50% of the team are full-time contractors and 50% are on retainers um, so a, a big change for Wales this year um, and Wales in Scotland's group um, come the uh, Rugby World Cup in that in, uh, later this year as well, so um, a big win for them and uh, yeah they, they are um, the most improved or the most impressive team this year, we know that um, England and France will go well. Um, so uh, I, yes, you're impressed, but you're expecting to be impressed. Whereas Wales, um, uh, perhaps the ones uh, overachieving at the moment. Um, the
3: uh, anything else around the rugby world, Stephen? Yeah, I was, I was just sort of think, just sort of thinking. I wondered if we actually finished off the rest of our, our picks and, and super super rugby pool. I think well, we've got any picks? Yeah, we can... jeez. Yeah, we got we got to the Western Force Rebels, but I think for me that's an easy one. Rebels uh, travelling to Perth, so I think Western Force. We both agree with that. Yeah.
0: Hang on, we haven't even started any picks yet. For the oh, um, I thought
3: oh I thought you did the Highlanders Moana Pacifica game. Anyway, oh I, I kind
0: no, of I know you in, really in, in, we was, haven't given kind of numbers. So, um, the uh, so coming into yeah so so coming into round eight then um, as you say Highlanders versus um, the Moana Pacifica. Um, I'm expecting. Um, the uh the highlanders to um get their first win of the season so i'm going highlanders by five
3: um i'll go highlanders 12 and over for that
0: 12 and over ooh um the uh force up against um the rebels um the uh rebels picking up their first win um against uh, the Fijian and Drew last weekend i went for the Drua there and uh, um got that right or the weekend before last i got a bye um last weekend sorry um but um, Western forces with, uh, with uh, wins uh, beat, the Re- beat the rebels twenty five by 25 points away. Um, I'll um, back them by 10 at home because I think the rebels have improved. And also, um, for me,
3: for, yeah, for me, Western, Western Force by 12 and over.
0: Um, then on Saturday, the early game at 4.35, folks. So um, get home from the, uh, the Saturday afternoon shopping early. Um, the uh, Canes versus the, the Crusaders. Sure. Um, the Crusaders perhaps weren't as um, uh, impressive with their win over the Highlanders last weekend, um, but uh, I fully expect them to have too much for the Hurricanes and I'll put uh, Crusaders by seven.
3: I'm going 12 and over again.
0: Well, you're going for big wins, big wins this weekend. Yeah. Um, I'll be at Waikato Stadium for the uh, Chiefs versus the Blues. Uh, this uh, should be a cracker. Last time the uh, Blues won by two points up at um, Eden Park. Um, and um, I will go uh, Chiefs by five um, at home.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll go uh, Chiefs by eight points at home. I, they're, they're always tough down there. Blues haven't got a great record in Hamilton, and I can't see that changing anytime soon.
0: Um, Fiji and Drua then host um, the uh, Brumbies um, coming off the uh, back of their first loss of the season, the Brumbies. Um, still, um, I expect them to uh, have uh, way too much um, for the Fiji and Drua, and I'll go Brumbies by 15. I'd actually agree with you, Paul. So, cool. cool. Makes a change. <laughs> um, and then on Tuesday, um, actually, we'll have another show before this, um, but um, I, yeah, I, the Hurricanes I think will have um, too much from one Pacifica who will be on that storm week, uh, but... Um, I currently have been at Hurricanes by seven, but I think I'll probably push it out to um to uh, probably about fourteen. Um, I'm
3: going to I'm going to go I'm going to go twelve and under to the Hurricanes. Um, cool. I think uh, fresh 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 on their mind will be that uh, uh, loss at uh, Mount Smart Stadium a couple of weeks ago. That'll probably still be front and centre, even though their um, first order of the day is the Crusaders on Saturday Saturday um, um, afternoon evening so uh, yeah hurricanes to take the victory
0: well perhaps i should wind it back to 10 actually because you say they'll have to put out their first team against the crusaders um and uh, so it will be a weakened hurricane side um against moana pacifica and uh yeah you're quite but uh, there'll be no complacency this time they will be taking their threes in the first half which they didn't do last mm. time you'd hope so um, for this though,
3: so.
0: <laughs> yep so just wrapping up folks um uh johan uh, rugby has popped in and said pacifico is and consistent. absolutely uh and uh, if you listen to listen back to the early parts of the show we explain why um that is the um the case um but um he does say URC was good for south african teams this weekend and look yes it is good to see and initially the south african team struggled in the urc when, when they had to travel to europe but now they're on uh, having a few games on home turf um they've been going much better which is great to see making it more competitive Um, in that one in what's been a heavily disrupted tournament with the urc um a bit like super rugby has been as well but um let's wrap things up thank you very much Stephen, and um folks we will catch you all next monday at 8 p.m for the uh, driving mall show